Yo. Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. It's good to hear your voice, man. Um, welcome back, everybody, uh, to the... I guess this will be the second to last episode of uh, season one of Unfiltered. But uh, definitely the last episode um, for, you know, our uh, 2020 NFL season for the games because... Today is Super Bowl 55. We finally made it. Um, it's crazy how the NFL got through this whole season, you know, like uh-huh. through all this COVID shit. Impressive. Um, yeah. And it's uh, me and Cameron should give a pat on our backs for doing a whole season <laughs> about our, uh, you know, our first season of our NFL podcast, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways. Super Bowl 55 is here, the day we've all been waiting for. It's currently 1 in the morning as we record this. Um, but crazy things happened two weeks ago. You know, our prediction was Green Bay at Buffalo, right? And, and we... Did I jinx it? You jinxed is it. Is it my fault? Is it my fault? I, I, <laughs> I literally told you that if you pick the Bills or the Packers, that you're going to jinx it. But I... But it happened. I, yeah. <laughs> it happened. But like... Uh, I because I wanted to be right, and I actually thought that that was gonna happen, you know. But I mean, yeah, I uh, it was gonna this is the Super Bowl matchup that nobody wanted. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, people would like to see the Chiefs more than the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, but um, I mean, what it is, what it is now. So, Chiefs and Buccaneers, I think it's gonna be a fantastic game. I really hope it is. That's all I'm hoping for, to be honest. Like, like as much as I hate the Chiefs, I just hope that both teams have a really great game and a Super Bowl that we can all remember um I hope it doesn't end in like a 13 to 3 score you know uh (laughs) so but hopefully yeah because both like super fired up offenses um you know both defenses aren't bad like Buccaneers have the best like better overall defense but yeah I think it's it's like crazy how it's not like a complete underdog versus like the best team because both teams feel like energetic and feel powerful so but yeah I had a feeling that this would happen you know my luck having to see the Chiefs in the mm-hmm. second straight Super Bowl um, but yeah it's, it's crazy that we're seeing these two teams play and the Buccaneers are in their first Super Bowl since 2002 um mm-hmm. In which they won against the Raiders, and yeah, what Rich, Rich Gannon had three pick sixes. <laughs> um, as much as I want that to happen today, uh, with Mahomes, uh, it's uh, without a doubt, it's just gonna be a good game, mm-hmm. both sides, hopefully. So, um, would you like to tell the uh, listeners, um, what's different about this episode? What's different about this episode is we're doing more in-depth predictions um not just score prediction but we we're trying to have a more accurate um stat line for you know both quarterbacks Brady Mahomes uh who do we think will be the lead receiver on the Bucks or Chiefs who will be the lead rusher um and of course MVP as well mm-hmm. so um and uh talk we'll talk about um the NFL honors results of course, um, the yeah. Hall of Fame class and yes. um, 
depending on what happens in this game, what it might mean to the legacy of Mahomes and Brady. Yeah, um, of course. Um, so just uh, cool topics to talk about, but I guess, uh, what do you want to start with? Just like talking about the game first and the stats? Yeah, so like you said that you want to have like a good debate. I already know who you're picking in the Super Bowl. Um, you know who I'm picking. And <laughs> Not just that, we're we're not just gonna defend who we who our locked picks are, but we're also gonna, you know, switch sides and be like, um, it's possible for maybe say like I'm rooting for the Buccaneers, not just rooting, but I think that they will win this game. But I will also be talking about why the Chiefs could also win this game. And then Cameron's gonna be talking about why his lock pick the Chiefs are gonna win and why the Buccaneers could also win. Um so Anyways, let's get right to it. Super Bowl 55. I think it's going to be a decently high-scoring game. My prediction is that the Buccaneers are going to win this game 38-35 to by a field goal. And oh, wow. Yeah. Some more in-depth predictions. I, I'm predicting that Brady will have 34 completions um, for 48 attempts. And I'll say 336 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And what about what do you think the Bucks? What do you think Brady will do? Well, here's the thing. I I think the Chiefs will win this game. Still my original pick to uh, win the whole thing. You know, it's a big deal because this they could be the first repeat champion since Brady did it in 03 and 04. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree. It's going to be a great game. I, I think my fi- my final score is even more high scoring. It's probably going to be a game for the ages. I'm saying Chiefs will win 44 to 38. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Mahomes will have over 350 yards um, passing. I'm not going to say an exact number. And then I will say he throws for... Um, he has four total touchdowns. I would say all three, um, three passing and one rushing. Um, pretty much, he had a rushing touchdown. That was, that was the Chiefs' first touchdown in uh, last year in Super Bowl Fifty Four. Um, and and with that stat number, he's my he is my front runner MVP pick. Because um, here's the thing, you can. The, the Chiefs don't do well unless he does well. And when they do well, he does very well. And it's yeah. just going to, he's going to have a stat line. If they win, he'll have a very good stat line. This is a stat line that isn't going to lose the MVP, even regardless if Tyreek Hill has 150 yards and two touchdowns or Travis Kelsey. Um, so he's my uh, MVP pick. 350 yards, four total touchdowns. Brady, um, I think he'll have a similar stat line. Um, yeah, I did the, I'm basically s- the same for Mahomes, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm actually going to say Brady throws for over 400 yards, um, three touchdowns and one interception. Very similar stat line to what he had in Super Bowl 52 and that losing yeah. effort against the Eagles. Um, he had five over 500. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like he, 
Yeah, and passing yards statistically wise, he did better than Nick Foles, but Nick Foles didn't turn over the ball in that game. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. and he so. caught his passes. And he so. he caught his passes. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I completely agree with you. I could see definitely how um, the Chiefs and Mahomes could be potential MVP. I predict specifically for Mahomes, similar to yours. For this, I'm going to say 26 completions for 37 attempts. I'm going to say he gets 340 plus yards passing and three touchdowns along with one interception. Um, and so I'm picking the Bucks to win this game. And if the Bucks do win this game, my MVP prediction is either Tom Brady or a defensive line player for the Buccaneers. Because I feel like... I have a feeling that the Bucks defensive line has so much potential in this game and take can take so much advantage over the Chiefs offensive line who have lost a few players over the last yeah. two weeks, right? So um who knows, maybe we could see like Devin Bush or something like be another defensive MVP or something. You mean uh, Devin um, White? Or Devin White, yeah, Devin yeah. White. Uh but yeah, I would love to see maybe even Shaquille Barrett, former Bronco. Uh, pop off in this game too. Oh, you guys lost one on that one. Yeah, I know. And he destroyed <laughs> the Broncos this year when they played the Buccaneers. Like literally annihilated. Yeah, I think he got like two or three sacks on the Broncos. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that I want. You know, uh, like there's a there's a bunch of reasons why I'm rooting for the Buccaneers. But uh, <laughs> this is this is just like a yeah. This is just my uh, prediction, like my accurate trying to be non-biased because I'm still saying I think Tom Brady will still throw at least two interceptions for some reason. I have a feeling he will. Um, mm-hmm. but He always does. Yeah, he always does, but he uh-huh. still makes up for it with with his touchdown passes and his passing yards too. Like He's not yeah. going to – he's never played as bad as like Ben Roethlisberger in – in the Super Bowl he played against the Seahawks. He had the worst... Ben Roethlisberger had the worst quarterback performance <laughs> in a hey, Super Bowl seen, win. We've seen a lot of bad quarterback performances and, and Super Bowl wins. Yeah, so. and then, like, yeah, like, we were talking about, like, Rich Gannon for the Raiders. He... I think he was the MVP of that season, right? 2002 or something? Yeah, he was the MVP that season. And he threw three pick sixes in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. against yeah, the Buccaneers. I mean, like, it's we'll... Just, we'll We'll get to that. The MVP curse continues. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's one actually one of the topics I wanted to talk about. But um, first, to s- just uh, stick on the game. Um, I also made uh, Dark Horse MVP candidates for the offense mm-hmm. uh, for, Me too, for the same. Chiefs. And I also made a defensive MVP if the Chiefs win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, hey, if they won a... Um, if there was a Super Bowl MVP from the defense, which um, what hasn't happened since what Von Miller, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I said a lot of people are like, well, Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey could be the next MVPs on the offensive side if the Chiefs win. But it's just but that it's the MVP. I think is it's very favored towards quarterbacks mm-hmm. offensively. So yeah, definitely. But Mahomes. even even then, I think it's more likely that you have a another receiver. Or um, you know, skill position player on the offense get that award before the big names like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey get it. I mean, Tyreek Hill last time 
200 yards in the first quarter. They're not. They're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of scheming that uh, that um, Tampa Bay does. Um, Todd Bowles will do on the defensive side to um, mm-hmm. stop him, so they don't have that big playability. Um, and Travis Kelsey, I like. I don't like Travis Kelsey in this game that much because they're the, they're because going up the, against um, really good defense, dude. They have because. Yeah, like the Bucks aren't statistically like that great of a I mean defense except for on the run. Yeah. And the Chiefs usually special I've specialized really in the past. In the past but so. I really like the linebacker core of fast guys um that they have that can match up and probably play Kelsey in zone or even one-on-one and keep up with him with speed whether that be Devin White, Shaquille mm-hmm. Barrett or Levante David. So Exactly, bro. If all I'm saying is all the Buccaneers need to do to win this game is offensively have zero turnovers, you know, play because they have such a great offense, you know, Evans, Tony Brown, Godwin, Miller, and like that's and they do that and like they're not disappointing on offense. Their defense just needs to cover Kelsey and Hill perfectly, dude. And they can definitely do that with Todd Bowles' uh, defensive game plan. Um uh-huh. Like, like it seems like every single play I've seen Kelsey do, he's always wide open. He always runs the best routes. Like, he's the best route runner tight end I've ever seen. Route running tight end, yeah. I've mm-hmm. never seen anybody like him. Like, like Kittle, Kittle is a tight end who has the best catching ability. Best, uh, like, big, big plays, you know, big burst yeah. plays. Yeah, I think Kittle is... Kittle is the Gronk of the league. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. But obviously, actually, well, obviously Kittle, this Kittle year, is fast as well. He can, he, he can yeah. book it. But yeah, he doesn't have that lateral movement like Kelsey does. To yeah, like Kelsey, stop on a dime. yeah, Kelsey runs tons of like hitch routes and stuff. While Kittle, he runs a lot of like go, like he just, or, or like post routes, you know. Kittle, he, he does a lot of, um, a lot of check downs and stuff too. You know, or, uh, Kelsey, I'm pretty sure Kelsey, yeah. Um, and like that's that's Patrick Mahomes' most most elite offensive weapon. Not even Tyree Kill is as elite as Kelsey is, you know. So yeah. because mm-hmm. like Hill is the just because he's the fastest receiver in the league, that doesn't mean he's gonna catch all the passes or run all the best routes. Because he's had a lot of passes that have been overthrown, you know? So... Yeah. And without a doubt, they're not going to do single coverage against against them. Yo, can you hear me? Yo, Cameron. Yo, Cameron, can you hear me? You can hear yeah. Alright, sorry guys, that was a technical difficulty. Bro, are you yeah, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> but like, like I was saying, bro, um, all they need to do, all the Bucks need to do is contain, um, like, because Mahomes is not even, like, a running quarterback, right? 
he's not a ru- he's not that much of a rusher. I mean, he has he has the mm-hmm. mobile threat, but yeah, he's yeah, not he has somebody. he has those like he has those like quick um like uh, scrambles where he definitely can rush out of the pocket and get some yards, but he's not like he's not like Josh Allen who can run perfectly out of the pocket and for like 20 30 yards he's not like of course not like Lamar Jackson like Mahomes depends on his his uh passing game more than anything and that's like all the Buccaneers need to do to win this game is cover Hill and Kelsey perfectly and I feel like I definitely feel like um because like similar to uh, Super Bowl Fifty Three, right? When Belichick, he abs- he outcoached everything of the Rams, dude. Everything about the Rams, like Jared Goff, dude. He couldn't complete like a single pass consistently, like for over ten yards in that Super Bowl. There were so many punts in that Super Bowl, and it was just the perfect defensive game plan by Belichick without like. Without even like that many sacks, right? It was just like coverage and like secondary coverage, and that's all the Buccaneers need to do. That's all they need to do. Yeah, you can hear me, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, uh, I can hear you. Sorry. Um. Yeah, dude. I. I think. I think. Everything is going to predicate on if that defensive line can get to, which, I mean, yeah, we talked about, like, both ta- both starting tackles uh, for the Chiefs are are inactive for this game. And guys like Jason Pierre-Paul, Vita Vea is back, their nose tackle. Um, they still have Sue, who's a good player. Um, Shaquille Barrett is kind of a dual threat with the rushing. They have that ability to go. Um, Tampa Bay has a versatile enough defense to go between that three-four scheme and a four-three. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it, yeah, you have to. You can't let Mahomes have too much time. And that's the, when you have a quarterback that that's good, that that good, that accurate. You have to get to him. And why? Why did the Bucks win? Not a lot of people are talking. I mean, uh, why did the Bucks uh, win in the NFC Championship game? Not, not a lot of people are talking about. They sacked Rodgers so five many times, blitzes, dude. And so many, so many. He he got hit a bunch. Like he was getting pressured on and so many. Also, yeah, a, too many. That of was drop also backs. because yeah. the Packers are missing a few offensive linemen as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. similar situation for the Bucks. You know their defense. The the only thing they got to worry about is the passing game, dude. Like they all know the Chiefs' running game isn't great. Um, but that doesn't mean that like they shouldn't like not contain Patrick Mahomes, you know? Because like you said, Aaron Rodgers struggled so much in the pocket, took so many sacks, and that's the key. Like defense wins championships, bro. And this is that game for the Bucks to prove it um, on their on their side. So yeah, and it's not gonna be like a dominating defensive performance especially in the scoreline you know it's yeah. not going to be a um it's not going to be what denver did to carolina five mm-hmm. years ago it's already been five exactly. years That's five crazy. years to this day, um, dude. <laughs> yeah and 
Um, but you know, they just you just have to win. Um, you know, they're not going to single handedly win the game. Brady will show up. He's used to this. Ten this is Super Bowl. Tenth Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. He has a more better chance um, of going to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is of making a three point. So, <laughs> um, and but here's the thing: like, it's just it's so hard as a defense, even with all the talent that the Bucks have, and you know, statistically being the best rushing defense all year, they really shut and they. They 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 shut down. I mean, um, Washington in the wild card round. Um, they shut down Alvin Kamara really good, and they shut down Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and Jamal Williams. That three tandem that before the game we were talking about, we were like, those guys are going to be so hard to defend for them. But um, they did really well. So if you're the Chiefs, you know. You expect, I mean, if you're the Bucks and you're scheming for the Chiefs, you expect them to pass as their pass first offense. But if you're a Chief, if you're the Chiefs, do you maybe try to like go to the run more and try to throw them off guard with that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, it'll be interesting. But I think there's, I th- what a part that um, is so hard to scheme against the Chiefs is that, yeah, you have to double and provide over the top coverage against Tyree Kill because you don't want to get beat deep right but also you watch the Chiefs they're so good at like the short passing game the screens the little out routes and and it's just short because they they don't rely on so much Mahomes throwing it down the field as much as it is the running after the catch Andy Reid has like revolutionized how um, a team can be effective playing offense when you have the best quarterback in the league and you have speedy wide receivers. Demarcus Robinson is back. Sammy Watkins is back. McCole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, all of those guys are speedsters. And to top, um, cap it off with a blocking and receiving tight end like Travis Kelsey, it's just so many weapons. Um, and so you want to guard those short passing but you also don't want to get beat because all those guys can do those things. It's not only Tyree Hill can, who can beat you over the top with that blazing exactly. speed. You don't so, want to pull like all your it's weird all how like your safeties down, and then you see like you see Tyree Hill just run across the field and yeah. just catch a big catch for like a eighty yard touchdown or something. I mm-hmm. guarantee you, Tyree Hill he always has one of those plays every game, at least one. So yeah, and the. Yeah, the cornerbacks for Tampa Bay, they're skilled, but they're not necessarily experienced and that great. I would say they've gotten burnt, like, a, a bunch of times. Um, Devontae Adams was having himself a day exactly, um, in the NFC Championship game. And um, so I don't know, like, going up against experienced wide receivers like Tyreek Hill or, or Travis Kelsey or Sammy Watkins, it's kind of... You, you know, you don't want to get burnt over top, but you don't want to press them because they'll just beat you. So it's like, how do you, how do you defend? So it's, it's going to be interesting because yes, they have to get to the quarterback. That, that defensive line has to get to Mahomes, but also you don't want to send too many people because you also maybe want to play some zone sometimes. But I, I actually expect the Buccaneers to do a lot of 
um, blitzing where it's just man on man I'm getting to you and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hope that my um, my uh, secondary doesn't get uh, burnt Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the Bucks as a defense they'll take they'll take getting um, a 15 yard gain on like a second and 10 if they all out blitz Mm -hmm. but every now and then they might get that sack on that third down and 10 and put some fourth in like 20 and now Kansas City's out of field goal range you know so the risk and reward factor it'll be interesting how the Bucks uh, play sorry I talked for a it's while all, but no, I'd love to hear it it's so um, <laughs> it's so hard to, to scheme against the Chiefs I know so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I, really excited yeah, yeah I, I know how the Chiefs are <laughs> um, like I they're just such an unbelievable team dude 16 and 2 and only lost to the Raiders basically like the Chargers one didn't even really matter but um yeah they're like it's just it's it's just like I don't want to I don't want to see this in in the AFC West every single year that's why I don't I don't like the Chiefs but I have a lot of respect for the Chiefs so um yeah. Anyways, my prediction for the lead receiver for the Buccaneers, I'm going to say Chris Godwin mm-hmm. picks like up eight bit. catches for 126 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and then for the Chiefs, my lead receiver, their big playmaker that uh, or tomorrow or today, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. Um, 11 catches, 131 yards, two mm-hmm. touchdowns. Because um, Travis Kelsey's like he's not just like he's not a blocking tight end man. He's he ha- he's like such a versatile tight end. He can do anything. Um, he can block. He can he can score. He can catch big passes. Like he's just the best tight end in the league this year. Um, and I think he will be the Chiefs' lead receiver tomorrow. Yeah, I um, I I, I agree. I think um, I think Godwin is uh, going to be the leading wide receiver. Got a lot of attention will be put on him and uh, yeah. Evans. I think Evans is the more you know he's more. I think he's more dangerous, and, and then, also he's more experienced. Yeah, and then, and then like, um, and then Scotty Miller all of a sudden has been like he. He had his yeah. best game against the Packers, dude. That one play he had I, just confirmed their like it didn't confirm their win because the Packers had almost a, a comeback. But that deep threat play against yeah. uh, that one quarter <laughs> that everybody hates now. Um, well, I, I forgot <laughs> Kevin, Kevin King, dude. He just he burned him <laughs> twice, in that, or he got burned twice. Now, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I was gonna say Scotty Miller. You know, he'll be a threat as a, um, as a slot wide receiver. You know, Brady's always got his little speedster white guys <laughs> that he loves to Wes go to. Wes but <laughs> and now, yeah, yeah with Scotty Julian Miller. Edelman, Julian Chris Miller. Hogan, Danny Amendola. Oh <laughs> um, no, no, no. I'm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But if I was lining up against those guys, like Super Bowl Fifty One, Atlanta. Like Atlanta lining up against Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, and Julian Edelman, that's scarier than I think going up against um, than like this Buccaneers offense. 
I, I don't know. I, I just, there's something about it. Yeah. But um, anyways, um, I think I I noticed that the Chiefs they're very good at shutting down the slot option, and they did a great job against Cole Beasley and other um, uh, guys they put in the slot against the Bills. I mean, it was a really impressive defensive performance by Kansas City, yeah. and that team is. You know, they don't have a lot of big names outside of, like, Tyron Matthew or Chris Jones and maybe, like, Frank Clark. But that team is experienced. They keep their – they have their same core from last year. I just – they're – I think uh, if you're if you're a Bucks fan, it's kind of intimidating how um, good that Chiefs team plays against – especially against the good teams. So um, – I have like Bashad Breeland or Tyron Matthew if there was like a Super Bowl MVP who's defensive um, there, yeah. but I agree. I think Travis Kelsey, although he won't be, he's not, I don't think he's going to go for like, you know, 150 yards, um, but I think he'll still be the leading wide receiver. I think Mahomes will, there'll be a bunch of guys, like I think Sammy Watkins will have 80 yards, Tyreek Hill will have like 80 yards, Travis Kelsey will have um, 80 yards, maybe a little bit over 100, but um, he's gonna he's gonna share the wealth out there, so yeah, I um, I agree that Travis Kelsey will still he'll still be that dangerous target he is and have the most receiving yards for Kansas City. All right, so leading rusher, I'm wait is uh, Ronald Jones is he playing? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I still think Fournette is gonna have most of the carries. Um, I think Fournette's gonna be the leading rusher for the Bucks tomorrow today. Uh, I'm going to say 20 plus attempts 134 yards one touchdown and then on the Chiefs side I'm going to say Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, 21 attempts 104 yards uh, I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a single rushing touchdown tomorrow so um, unless I it's Mahomes the... you know like yeah. on the goal line or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm predicting. I um, I think uh, Ronald Jones will be. He, it says he's questionable, but he's gonna play. It's Super Bowl. Yeah, he he's not gonna play, miss yeah. this. Yeah. Um. I think he's he's gonna be the leading rusher for Tampa Bay. He could be a you know he could make a very like quiet but very impactful role in this game if Tampa can somehow get a running game a running game going which I think they're going to focus on um, in doing. But um, for the uh, Chiefs side, I think <sighs> Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is healthy. He'll be there. But, like, I, I don't know about Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I don't know why people keep forgetting about Damian Williams. Like, is he even still, like, the starter? Like, No, Damian Williams took the year off because of COVID. Oh, he's not playing? Yeah, Damian, Damian Williams. They have Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams. Okay, I saw like last week uh-huh. like, a D Williams. Yeah, I was like, why yeah. don't they use him more? Like what? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, they would if he, if he was, uh, if he, it was actually Damian. Yeah, Williams, like but... Damian Williams could have gone MVP in Super Bowl Fifty Four. So mm-hmm. it's it's weird to choose. It's weird to choose who would be like the Kansas City lead rusher. I mean, you could even say it's going to be Tyreek Hill. Like, like a bunch of trick plays, <laughs> they do right? some, yeah, yeah, some jet sweeps or yeah. 
Um, well, I think. Um, but but you know what? I will go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They say he's gonna he's play. He's probably gonna be their, um, their go-to guy. So yeah. Um, uh-huh. So an alternative MVP, like I said, Tom Brady. Like I said, either Devin White. Um, but on the Chiefs, obviously either Mahomes or the defensive um, player that could potentially win MVP, I would say Chris Jones or uh, Frank Clark or possibly Daniel Sorensen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Avery Wilson. Rashad Breland, former Redskin. Rashad <laughs> Breland's a legend, you know. See, it's, yes. it's funny how, how many how like we kind of have something in common with both these teams, like like you like Rashad Some Bieland, connection. like Redskins. Now he's on the Chiefs, and then like yeah, Shaq I mean Barrett. Yeah, they have they had Kendall Fuller. Kendall last Fuller. Year, the they still have back him. to Washington. They no, don't no, have they him? came back. He came back to Washington. Oh, yeah. He's probably like, damn. We <laughs> yeah, we sent him over in the Alex Smith trade, but yeah. He should have stayed. I think he was because of the money. They weren't going to offer him as much. Yeah. Money plays about, a big um, role, bro. It's because <laughs> I'm not – these players don't play cheap. Fucking geez, sacrificing what if, their bodies playing this game. Yeah. What about the, the Giants player that the Reds going to sign on defense? Oh, Landon Collins? Yeah. Has he done anything? Yeah, he's he's still – he's still – he's kind of been injured oh, injured yeah. a little bit, but he's still oh, yeah. on um, Anyways, um, I think uh, – my um my offensive MVP candidate, if it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs, I actually put Sammy Watkins. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't Sammy know. I just got Watkins. this feeling. Yeah, I said him or McCole Hardman, but Sammy Watkins is my first choice. Maybe McCole Hardman gets a uh, a return touchdown. We see that like they uh, like they, that that it, you, that used to be a trend in Super Bowls. Yeah, and then the Broncos had the long. They still hold the record for longest mm-hmm. punt return, but not touchdown, but. Um, as special teams touchdowns though in a Super Bowl like in any game it's so thrilling especially like we've seen so many halftime uh, ones you know Super Bowl 48 I don't, I don't yeah. want to talk about that one but uh, <laughs> Percy yeah. Harvin and uh uh-huh. but uh like also Jacoby, Jacoby Jones, Jones and, mm-hmm. I don't I think and then, I mean Devin uh, Hester did it off the open, he did off the opening kickoff yeah dude, that was like what <laughs> man but yeah, that's like Super Bowl Fifty Five, bro. Like, yeah, that's it's... pretty much all we can say. Um, mm-hmm. It's just gonna be such an exciting game, you know. Super Bowl Sunday, it's like a national holiday, um, most anticipated sports game in the world today. So, um, yep. Let's um, let's talk about let's talk about the NFL honors tonight. Um, and the Hall of Fame inductees, uh, some big names yeah, man. Uh, got inducted. Uh, Manning, Charles bro. Woodson, yeah. your boy Peyton. Yeah, and, uh, um, there was one more. Steelers, oh, Calvin Johnson. Steelers, yeah. uh, friends of Lyman, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I love how they saved Peyton Manning for last. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but they, that, that means, like, they wanted people to watch it. They basically made people... Like, yeah. watch the honors <laughs> just so they can see Peyton Manning at the end. So. But yeah, our MVP, um, uh, Rodgers, you know, everybody knew it was going to be Rodgers. Man, Aaron Donald getting Defensive Player of the Year. I laughed so hard, bro. 
like he deserves it, but like TJ Watt definitely deserves it more. But it was so funny because it's just another thing for the Steelers to cry about. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, wasn't, wasn't, um, wasn't, uh, TJ Watt kind of injured at the end of the year? He missed one game. He played one less game than Aaron Donald did. I, I don't understand how yeah. Aaron Donald do. They, they, I don't want to say anything weird, but they, the NFL sucks a lot, I think it's, dude. I think it's talking about, like, defensive pressures. I think, pressures, but like, trying, I think they're trying T- to look TJ, too much into, like, TJ was better than Donald in like every category except like one thing I think but like like TJ had two more sacks than Donald um he had I don't know if he had more pressures he had more he had an interception too Aaron Donald had zero um it's really it's crazy for like linebackers and stuff to get like interceptions anyways so um but yeah uh let's see who else won like awards? Um, so we got Russell Wilson. Um, we can talk about Walter Payton Award. It's pretty cool. Russell Wilson won the Walter Payton. Yeah, he got Walter Payton Award. I didn't even know that. I kind of forgot about the Walter Payton Award. Yeah. I was uh, I was gonna mention. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, Justin Herbert or Justin Jefferson." Dude, uh, I for, uh, rookie. Of the I year. like. Everybody should know that it was gonna be uh, Herbert. I don't understand why like it's a, it, people yeah, are it's so delusional about Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand Jefferson had one of the best rookie years as a receiver, but like, they're they're comparing him to like the best rookie quarterback of like all time. Jefferson, he he was like he was great, but he wasn't even all that, you know. Like Herbert was, he was really fun to watch. Like. I, I have nothing against Chargers players. These are the Chargers, the poverty franchise. So like, <laughs> so like, I actually thought it was cool that Herbert won um, the uh, off uh, or, uh, def- offensive rookie of the year, right? So, and then Chase Young. It's it's, it's cool seeing two uh, Washington players get awards. <laughs> you don't see that every year, you know. Oh, Chase Young and who? And uh, Alex Smith, bro, that comeback player of the year. Oh yeah, the comeback player of the year. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, wait, wait, did, did we get like an offensive you, rookie? Of the year? Did you see the um, the vote for Al- the comeback player of the year? Forty nine uh, people voted for Alex Smith, right? And one person voted for Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Why? And people were making so ben much even fun have... of like that one dude who did that. They're like, fire this guy. <laughs> like yeah like what Big Ben wasn't even he didn't even have that great of a year I know like literally you go 11 and 0 and 12 and 5 <laughs> yeah, yeah like, you lost to the you, you got your butt whooped by the Cleveland by a, by a team with no name and the team with um, no name Cleveland twice in two dude, weeks dude, and yeah. Cincinnati exactly. without Joe Burrow dude Steve Harvey was hilarious <laughs> Did you watch it? Oh, he he hosted. He was no, so right, funny, I, bro. I was, I was hanging with some friends. He was but... roasting the shit out of the Patriots in the beginning, and <laughs> and he was um. You love to see. Because he was a Cleveland. He's a Cleveland fan too, and and he was like shitting on the Patriots, and he also like um. What's it called? He also like 
I think he was making fun of the Steelers. I don't think he was. But he was making fun of somebody else too, I forgot. But yeah, Steve Harvey was a great host for that too. But, yeah. I, I one of these days they're gonna have to, they're gonna get Peyton Manning to do it. Peyton Manning already did the oh, the ESPYS. Yeah. yeah, he did. He's got to do the gotta, NFL awards. Yeah, man, he will do that. Mm-hmm. Man, my, but um, I'm so glad seeing Manning get uh, inducted. Like it's crazy. Like I, yeah. I remember, I, like like five years ago or over, like four years ago, like a few months after Super Bowl Fifty, like they were saying, you know, he's in the class of 2021 or something like that. And now it's already 2021, so it's like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, no complaints with the Hall of Fames inductees. You know, I, the big names of like you know more recent players, whether it be Woodson, Manning, or Megatron, mm-hmm. um, John Lynch. You know, all, all of them very deserving. You know, Woodson's a Woodson's a Super Bowl champion. Heisman winner too. Heisman winner. Yeah. And he's, I think he's a national champion. No, Michigan didn't win the national championship. He won the Super Bowl with the Packers, right? Yeah, he won it with the Packers. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, he was in the Super Bowl when uh, Rich Gannon threw the picks um, <laughs> yeah. in 2002 with Oakland. But um, yeah, Charles. And then Megatron, you know, similar career to like a guy like Randy Moss, who was what? He was, Randy Moss was inducted, I think, last year, right? Or two years ago. So. Um, you know, dominant receiver just makes people look silly, mossing everybody, but never quite, never got that Super Bowl ring that they were looking for. Uh huh. Here's the thing, you know, Megatron never even won playoff. He he never even won a playoff game. Go to the playoffs, right? But he he did. Oh, he did. He did. But um. But yeah, never won a playoff game. Um, But Randy Moss, you know, lost two Super Bowls. So, um, with the 07 Patriots and the 2013 49ers. Did, oh, yeah, but, I forgot he was on the 49ers on that. Yeah, he caught a, he caught a touchdown pass. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a <laughs> they Super almost Bowl. came back. It's just, that it been blows my one. mind, bro, how that Super Bowl was like, what, like seven years ago? Uh huh. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I feel like it's mm-hmm. yesterday. And then the next year, I don't even want to talk about that. And then the year after that, it was the Seahawks and Patriots. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, so, um, but oh, you want to know something interesting that uh, I realized was okay. So Russell Wilson's, um, wait, there. I think like ESPN or somebody posted this. It was like, so Russell Wilson, his first year as a starter, he got um, he didn't win MVP. He won Super Bowl MVP, right? No, no, he didn't win Super Bowl MVP. He won a Super no. Bowl, right? In the uh, second year. Oh, yeah, the similarities between him and uh, Mahomes, right? Mahomes. And then, yeah. like, the second straight year they go to the Super Bowl, they lose to Brady. Or Russell Wilson loses to Brady. And and then um, they're doing that with Mahomes. It was something so similar. It was so crazy. Like, like it's, oh, dude, it's like the last piece of the puzzle, Brady. You gotta do it. Yeah. I know. Don't don't um don't let this happen. I, I don't want it to happen. Dude, you want it to. <laughs> I want I, I want it to happen. Like my mom and my brother, they want. I don't know why. They're like low key Chiefs fans now. Um, <laughs> yeah, like my mom loves Mahomes, dude. She thinks that he's like cute and like and for some reason, 
he reminds her of Barrage. I don't know why. I'm like they, I'm like they don't look like each other. I'm like whatever. I'm like whatever, mom. You know, good for you. You know, but uh, you know, I just you know they. I'm such like an emotional football fan. I'm so attached to the Broncos, and every time the Broncos lose, and when I get mad, then my brother and my mom laugh, right? And like, and now I'm like, I've been waiting for this last laugh for so long. But every time, like the Chiefs play, then like I'm like, yo, maybe if they lose, that would be cool. But they don't lose, bro. They don't lose. I'm like, okay, Super Bowl Sunday. It's probably the Chiefs are probably gonna win, dude. They're probably gonna win. It's just like that. Like I, like I have a gut feeling they're probably gonna win. Like it's gonna be like that again, you know. But, but I'm. I told my mom was like, you know, if the Chiefs lose, I'm gonna laugh so hard in your guys' faces. Like you guys have done this to me every week. The Broncos lose. You put me through this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like you. you guys, you guys know how much I love the Broncos, and yet when they lose, you just laugh. And now. Mm And now, like, I have my chance. I mean, I'm probably not gonna be able to laugh. The Chiefs are probably still gonna do it. <laughs> like that. Like, let's just like this. It's probably gonna happen. But it's gonna be a good game, dude. I can't wait. It's Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Yeah, I um, I uh, wanted to talk about the you know the MVP. Like, yeah, we're not surprised Aaron Rodgers got it, you know, 50 total passing touchdowns. When anybody contributes that much to an offense and a team's success, they're going to win it. Mahomes won it in 2018 with that 50 passing touchdowns in pretty much his first year as a starter, which was ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. And um, so I just want to talk about the MVP curse because I just think it's so interesting. Forget the Madden curse. The MVP curse, the Madden curse ended really once Mahomes ended. Gronk. It. Mahomes ended it, yes, but also, I mean, Gronk got injured and didn't play in Super Bowl 51, but the Patriots still ended up winning that year, which was, he was the cover of Mad 17. Um, but, I mean, the MVP curse, we haven't had, a winner of the MVP has not won a Super Bowl since 1999 with Kurt Warner. And who was it the year before? It was your boy, you know? It was, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh... No, it wasn't. What's it was John name? Elway, man? Nah, bro. No, it wasn't John. What the fuck, dude? I just got like brain fart. Charles, you're running back. Charles Davis, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I think so hard for some reason, but yeah, Charles Davis. <laughs> Sorry, it's too. It's almost uh-huh. too hard, but yeah. Charles yeah, you've and and it used to be a thing where like those the people who would win the. Uh, <laughs> Who would win the MVP? Would or most of the time win the um, the Super Bowl? But I mean, ever since then, not the same. Marshall Falk, two thousand, Baltimore wins that Super Bowl. Two thousand one, Marshall Falk, St. Louis lost to Patriots. Rich Gannon threw three picks. Jamal Lewis lost in the wild card round. Peyton Manning yeah. lost in the divisional round to Brady. Sean Alexander lost in the Super Bowl. Ladainian Tomlinson, first seed San Diego Chargers lose to the lose to the Patriots. Tom Brady, 2007, doesn't get the undefeated, doesn't get the perfect season. <laughs> yeah. Peyton uh, Manning, uh, 2008, Steelers end up winning that one. 2009, Peyton Manning loses in the Super Bowl to, to the Saints. Saints. 2010, Tom Brady. The Giants, um, yeah. Aaron, no, 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 Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wait, yeah, Bay yeah, winning yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Um, 2011, Aaron Rodgers wins. They lose in the first in their first playoff game. 2012, Adrian Peterson. Wait, wait, Minnesota loses in their wait, first did, playoff game. Who did Aaron Rodgers lose to when he won MVP? Uh, they lost to the Giants, who ended up winning the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, 2013, Peyton Manning loses in the AFC Championship oh, game. Yeah, to, yeah. 2014, Aaron Rodgers losing the NFC Championship game. Cam Newton doesn't hop, doesn't jump on the football in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Matt Ryan blows a 28 to three lead. Tom Brady loses to um, loses to Nick loses to a backup quarterback. <laughs> 2018, even though Mahomes, it would have been AFC Championship. Um, yeah. 2019, Lamar Jackson can't win a playoff game. 2020, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers can't get past the NFC Championship. Yeah, the list goes on and on, and I feel for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's been getting a lot of, you know, the media loves this story, but I mean, people like, dude, this people, dude people like on the on the NFL honors, bro. Oh man, I would have been too, bro. Like, are you he, kidding? He was me? um, it was like virtual, but like, dude, this dude, <laughs> he looked like a mess, dude. Yeah, I, I just think, man. Like, yes, he, yeah, I, I don't think, like, there were some mistakes, like some mispasses that he had, but let's not forget Kwame St. Brown's dropped two-point conversion, mm. um, Matt LaFleur thinking that a field goal was going to do something there, when you still have to, it's still a, you, it's still over a three-point lead, so you're going to have to get a touchdown anyways. Devontae Adams dropped a touchdown too earlier in the game. So, wait, dude, breaking news. But we're not talking about that. (laughs) Dude, break. Wait, I went on Twitter just now and it said that the Eagles are trading the Bears for Tariq Cohen, a first round draft pick, and Nick Foles. Wait, who said that? The Eagles? No, this uh, this NFL like analyst or like reporter tweeted that. the Eagles are close to trading Carson Wentz to the Bears for Cohen, a first-round pick, and Nick Foles. Dude, are you, are the Bears serious? You're gonna give up a first-round pick and get rid oh of your God, running back, dude. your 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 versatile running that's back. That's gotta be. I mean, they do Carson have Montgomery, Wentz. but like, dude, that's gotta be like the worst trade. <laughs> that's a horrible trade. You're trading for the hey, worst quarterback hey. in the league. Hey, all I'm saying is, if Doug Peterson was still the coach and Nick Foles was going back to the team, they would, would be my pick to make it out of the NFC next week. <laughs> yeah, they'd, they'd, they'd be they'd be my pick to make it out to make it out of the NFC next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, but yeah, people should have known that the offensive rookie of the year always goes to a quarterback. I mean, it was going to be Joe Burrow if he didn't get injured from how he was playing. Yeah, and if, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson had Justin Jefferson had a great rookie year like no doubt about it 1300 yards oh i think nine or ten or so many a lot of receiving touchdowns he was i probably he was probably like the third best wide receiver in the nfc conference i'd say behind metcalf and Devontae adams um on the year so um but you know i don't think it's as actually no i'm not gonna make an nba comparison you don't know those but um yeah i wanted to say here's something i want to talk about with the uh we'll get to the topics now um about the super bowl and what this would mean you know i was thinking okay here is an nba prediction i mean an nba um similarity 
I was thinking, this is such a huge matchup between the person who's already the established GOAT of the NFL and the person who is probably the biggest threat to that throne for the future, right? In Patrick Mahomes. So what so, do you think would be like LeBron versus Giannis? I, <laughs> I, it would have been if in 1998 when the Chicago Bulls were going for their second three-peat and their sixth championship and the, and the Los Angeles Lakers with a young Kobe were going for their first oh, Kobe was going yeah, for his first championship but he actually lost, he ended up losing in the Western Conference Final to the Utah Jazz so um, or it could have you know you could also make the argument it's similar to in 2009 um, Cleveland lost Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James lost to Orlando Magic in the 2009 Eastern Conference Finals and if they won that he would have played Kobe uh, Kobe would have been going for his fourth ring um, even though I think in that series Kobe would have won anyways it wouldn't have been much of a competition it's just because the Lakers were so much better at the time um, they ended up beating Orlando 4-1 to but all I'm saying is this historical matchup um, is I'd say similar to that um, and you know Tony Romo and uh, did you see, did you hear what he saw, said uh, earlier this week I mean I think it was last week he said that he thinks in his opinion that if Mahomes loses to Brady and Brady gets a seventh ring Mahomes will never be able to pass Brady on the GOAT list and a lot of people they I, even debated it on first I take think- and Stephen A agreed I think even if Mahomes wins, he's still not going to be able to pass Brady. Um, that's just... I mean, I, that's, it, it, ma- it does matter about how much Mahomes plays. Like, this dude is so young in his career. Already on his, mm-hmm. like, three straight AFC championships, dude. And, or, like, of course, he lost his first AFC championship, but two straight wins in the AFC championship... A Super Bowl win in his second starting year and a third Super Bowl appearance. You know, who knows if he wins or loses. Um, he just he just has to play more, dude. Like, he's so young. It's really weird to compare even hit Mahomes to Rodgers right now. Like, Rodgers even has one Super Bowl win, and this dude loses in the NFC Championship like every single year or every other year. And you know, yeah, we just need to see Mahomes play. I would say when we can compare Mahomes in the top five quarterbacks of all time situation, Mahomes would have to play at least for ten years, at least for ten years before we can see how he does. If he wins, let's say, if he wins at least three Super Bowls, like within the next, uh, within these like five to eight years or something then I would say he is a top five quarterback of all time um, mm-hmm. like stats yeah it's going to take him obviously he's, he can't get to 75,000 passing yards in two years that's impossible no quarterback does that you can't just throw 10,000 yards every single season for like seven seasons that's ridiculous like every quarterback throws at most maybe 4,000 to 5,000 yards. Nobody throws over like 5,500 to 6,000. Nobody does. Like Mahomes, and he's breaking that record. Dude. He's um, not, I'm not saying he's going to get to like six, 
plus thousand yards in a season. But I'm saying like he's doing it so consistent that it's gonna take him time. Like I would give him eight years before he gets to like sixty-five thousand, maybe if you know, on the on the pace that he's at right now, right? So yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, it's just about age. Like it's crazy. This dude is literally playing somebody that's almost half his age, and mm-hmm. and like Brady won his first Super Bowl when Mahomes was like six years old or something, and like blows my mind, dude. Like, like it just blows my mind how this this happens. Yeah, I think I I agree. A lot of people were saying. Um, you know, it's too early to tell. Mahomes is really only in his third year as a starter, fourth year in the league overall. Um, but I think there's that excitement about Mahomes where it's like he's so good that you know what the rest of his career is going to be like with the numbers he'll put up. You know, that's, he's going to be a consistent 4,500 yard passer. It's scary. Uh huh. And if they they keep that, and that's what yeah, it is scary, especially in, um, you know people. I think they see the similarities between, you know, if there can be a dynasty starting, right, with exactly. the Chiefs. That's... And I think it's similarities with what they saw in the early 2000s with the Patriots. I mean, Brady was 3-0 and in his first Super Bowls. He would have been 3-3 three and if it wasn't for Malcolm Butler, you know? So, um, and Brady, I think, I'm not going to say that the Bucks have a chance to ruin the Chiefs dynasty, but... If the Seahawks won Super Bowl 49 and they were the first team to repeat since the 03 and 04 uh, New England Patriots, that would have been that I think that would have been become you were seeing the start of a dynasty with the Legion of Boom that, and Russell yeah, that Wilson game, being on the scene. Like that Super Bowl mm-hmm. Super Bowl losses ruin dynasties, dude. Like literally. I mean, yeah, not but like but here's the thing. I don't want to compare it to that. Yeah, obviously it's if, not on that level if yet. The Chiefs, if the Chiefs, yeah, if the Chiefs lose in a heartbreaking way, you could see that. Same with Atlanta. Atlanta, like, oh my, like Kyle Shanahan as your offense coordinator. I mean, he was going to be a head coach anyways, uh, you know, but, um, you know, they had all the weapons, but giving up a 28 to three lead, literally the, <laughs> the Patriots have, you know, broken the hearts of some of these teams where it's like, Oh, we have the chance to um, become, you know, win a Super Bowl this year and then be in contention for the next one, for the one next year. The Falcons haven't even made it even close since. Dude, Same with like, the Seattle Seahawks; they haven't been to a conference championship. And they've since then. blown so many leads even after that Super Bowl, too, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And a handful of it's like a curse. Year. Yeah, it's it's. I feel so bad for Falcons fans, dude. Like. I saw uh, on YouTube there's this video of um, Super Bowl 51 uh, viewing party in Atlanta, Georgia, right? <laughs> and it was like a whole building filled with Falcons fans, like uh, in a huge projector with the game and dude, like all the Falcons fans were hyped. And it just showed their reactions like every like every 10 minutes or something. Dude, that's the most depressing video I've watched in my life, bro. Like, and, and like I, I, you gotta watch it, dude. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Like they were so hyped, dude. Oh my god. Like, I, no, I rather. I, I was sad, bro. dude. I was sad too. I rather lose, um, forty-three to eight, 
then blow a 28-3 lead, dude. Because, like, if I'm if I'm going to be sad either way, I'd rather be sad earlier in the game than late yeah. in the game, you know? Like, because, dude, <laughs> losing by blowing leads is just it's the most embarrassing thing. It's just the most humiliating thing. It's just... It's just yeah. terrible. I mean, being crushed, like, the Seahawks literally dismantled the Broncos. They, they, and... Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. the, the Broncos couldn't do shit, dude. Every other play, Peyton Manning's pass was deflected for, like, an interception or, or uh, like, batted down or something, dude. Like, it was... It, it was... It, it was all it was because of Joe most... Namath, bro. It was all because he screwed the coin toss, dude. <laughs> Does yeah, it was probably the most lopsided um Super Bowl ever. Yeah, like that but the thing is it wasn't entertaining. Yeah. I think the best part of it yeah. the best the best part of it was Percy Harvin's return touchdown and Bruno Mars halftime show. Yeah, like I mean obviously for Seahawks fans it was the best days of their lives. <laughs> Just like Super Bowl fifty was the best day of oh, their yeah. lives. My my like, dad was like so happy. You know <laughs> teams you know, teams want to be able to dominate in a game. They don't want to have to worry about making a game close. And that's exactly what the Broncos and Seahawks did. Like, surprisingly, so many people don't remember, but the Broncos and Panthers game, it was close, dude. 16 to 10, like yeah. fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It was fairly close, but the Broncos defense that was just messing with Cam Newton kept making it like the game wasn't even close. Like the Panthers didn't even have a chance to score. And so yeah. like, it's every team that's in the Super Bowl, dude, like, like I told Landon, dude, um, because Martel, because he's a Buccaneers fan, right? And so I was mm-hmm. like, dude, if you want, like, like I want a good Super Bowl, but like the best Super Bowl for a fan is like if their team just dominates in a game. Like we, we don't care about what other people have to say. We just want to see our team dominate and win. And that's like exactly what you want to see if you're like if your team is in the Super Bowl. Of course, like nobody else is gonna care. Like if they're not fans of the teams they just want a good game so yeah um i uh anyways back to my point it's just like yeah there's parallels between this chiefs team and patriots when they're starting their dynasty i mean you have the great coach Andy reed you have the star quarterback you have that defensive core that's there and a good ownership um so the formula is there but um, you know, even and and like I said, you know, when Brady won three championships in his first four years as a starter, people were like, Oh my gosh, how many is he gonna win? But then he went on a drought, right? Until ten years. Ten years, yeah. So um and you know, we don't we can't see it now and we see, you know, the Chiefs as like the cream of the crop and the best team and it's like who can really beat these guys, especially if they win tomorrow. I mean, well tonight now. From how late it is, but like, well, why else do you think um, I hate the Chiefs so much, bro? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> you don't want to see, like, bro, Bills, Jets, and Dolphins fans have had it way worse than anybody, dude. Like, oh, they, they're the Lions, got, I'd say, too. Lions, Cardinals, Lions are just the Lions, bro. But, um, <laughs> like, the Lions, it's not even that they're the other team is good it's just that they're bad you know and the bills and dolphins and jets yeah sure they have had their 
the consistently bad years. Like everybody forgets that the Jets made it to the AFC Championship like that one year, right? Mm-hmm. And Mark Sanchez was the quarterback, right? Under, yes. under Rex Ryan. <laughs> yes. Who did they play in the AFC Championship that year? They they lost to the Steelers. Like, yeah, the Super Bowl was almost the Packers versus the Jets. Oh my god, dude. Like, oh, that's crazy. Um, it's just that I always, like, like, obviously, um, nobody cares that, like, uh, you're gonna, like, whine that some team is kicking your ass, you know? Like, I understand that. That's why I don't want the Chiefs. That's why I don't want to see the Chiefs successful. Bro, Pat Bolin, Broncos owner, literally said that no Broncos fan, this probably goes for every football fan, no Broncos fan should ever root for a division rival to have Super Bowl success. And so, like, (laughs) I kind of live by that. Like, but I hate the Chiefs, but that doesn't mean I don't respect them. I respect Mahomes so much, Andy Reid. They're great people great guys yeah and like it's like like that's just how sports is dude like you're gonna have teams Mm -hmm. that you just hate bro and like you don't want to see them win that's just the case for me the last three years so Mm -hmm. i mean here's the thing think about chiefs fans you know they were going to the playoffs for a long time with alex smith and then Mm -hmm. you know you see a division rival like the the broncos they got the broncos exactly like that's how they felt that's what i'm saying nobody's mm-hmm. gonna care why if you're whining or not like i i was on instagram and this this guy was like like you you liked my comment when i explained to this guy like why we don't like the chiefs right and and then this guy was like like it, it's just it's just uh it's just it's just yeah, rival it's like um this guy <laughs> uh-huh. was like oh but you know you know you guys the broncos kicked our ass for like four years when manning was here and then I was like, I don't care. <laughs> See, it's it's like that. Like, Chiefs fans aren't yeah. going to care. Mm-hmm. Of course, you want exactly. your team to kick rivals' ass, dude. Like, it's just always going to be like that. You can't just, like, just accept your team getting their ass handed to every single mm-hmm. game by their rival. Like, it's 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 uh, it's enemies, bro. It's, it's, it's a competitive sport. Like, like, people need to understand that, dude. People need to understand why fans are so emotional and stuff like that <laughs> like like obviously they're gonna they're gonna hate that team that team's been kicking their ass or that team is in their division or whatever you know that's just mm-hmm. how it is it's like a war dude literally like a war <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah chiefs fans honestly i'm sorry for the nba similarities but i mean no, that's fine. you know everybody <laughs> Detroit, you know, the Detroit Pistons, you know, mm-hmm. had probably four or five years to win NBA titles when the bat in the bad boy era with Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, and that team that they had, a young Dennis Rodman. And then and they didn't win until their last two years, and they won mm-hmm. in 80, 89 and 90, and they finally won. It's like, oh man. And they would kick. Um, Michael Jordan's and his uh, Bulls, young Michael Jordan and, their, and that Chicago Bulls team a lot but then, you know, they, they won their championships and they had those few years of relevancy and then <laughs> right after that right after they win Chicago rattles off three straight 
yeah. right? And then two years in between, and then another three straight. So like, I hope you know, as you know, you know, as as my friend and as a Broncos fan, I hope that you know the Chiefs don't you know three peat on you guys. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just, saying, I think it's it's certainly possible. It's yeah, of course it's possible. Dude. I'm just saying this like. The Chiefs winning the Super Bowl doesn't affect the Broncos, dude. It doesn't affect anything. It's just like yeah. what There's the only that thing that scares me is the solidifying of their dynasty. Because everybody knows if a team is a dynasty, mm-hmm. they're just gonna dominate. And that's I don't wanna see that. Nobody yeah, nobody wants to see that. Like like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, right? You hated that, right? And you didn't you didn't root for the Eagles, right? I don't want to go against your point, but I actually did root for the Eagles. You did? Yes, right. because I don't like the Patriots. <laughs> I'm so, like, I don't understand Broncos fans that aren't rooting for the Buccaneers. Like, <laughs> like I don't like, bro. They're the Buccaneers. They, they're like the most irrelevant mm-hmm. team the last twenty years, and now they're in the Super Bowl because Tom Brady took them there. And I don't care if it's Tom Brady. Like, we kicked his ass too, just as much as he kicked our <laughs> ass. So root for him because he's playing our division rival. Like, uh, like the, my, the only point, like the one point I'm just trying to say is like, I don't want to see a dynasty in the AFC West like that, dude. I, I don't want to see that. I'm not ready for that. I'm not, like the last five years have already been painful enough for the Broncos. And like seeing that for another ten years, dude. I I just I don't want to see that. Like obviously the Broncos, it's not like the Broncos aren't gonna beat the Chiefs for fifteen straight years, right? Please tell me that's true. <laughs> like, like they they gotta yeah. they gotta win against mm-hmm. them one way or another. Like, and that yeah. time got I don't. Soon, so. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm not like traditional sports fans. You know, I. I'd say in that regard, I think, you know, the Eagles and the Patriots were a special scenario. You know, if it was Jacksonville who, you know, were very close to winning that AFC championship game that year, Mm -hmm. if they won that and it was Jacksonville versus Philadelphia, I would have rooted for Jacksonville. Yeah, definitely. But, um, um, but, you know, I have a friend here, um, who is a Buffalo Bills fan. And, you know, as a, as a Bills fan, you're like, who the heck do I vote for? Do I, I mean, I'm not vote for, who do I root for? The team that just kicked my ass two Sundays ago and didn't let me go to my fifth Super Bowl appearance or the guy who kicked my ass for the last 20 years, you know? And, you know, and, uh, he, he said that he's like, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm just, I, I just, I really don't care. I just want a good game. And um, so I would say, you know, most fans are like you. Um, with like how yeah like you super, know you don't want to see a dynasty yeah uh-huh and you know you want your team to be relevant and it sucks when it's you know it's in their division because you know he's had to deal with that Patriots dynasty being the AFC East with him but anyways to my point just I'm almost done it's just that Chiefs have a chance once you repeat that's when you have a chance in dynasty you can't really say any other team other than the Patriots since 2000 have been a dynasty you know I mean any franchise so um the Chiefs have it. They have the formula to do it, and it's it's scary. You know, they. I think they are the first legit team where you can be like, oh my, like they might be the first team ever. Like, they win this. They win tomorrow. The dynasty is 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 birth. 
you know, it's born. But, um, and if, yeah, if they win tomorrow, the Dynasty is born and they have the chance to be a, the first team to ever three-peat, which would be a huge deal. You know, you've never seen that in football. And that's why people love football. It's for the competitiveness. And that's why people don't like Dynasties. Um, and it sucks even more, of course, when your team is in that Dynasties uh, division. You got to meet them yeah, twice right. a year. But um, yeah, I, w- I wish the, I think I wish the Broncos were in the NFCs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of people didn't a lot of people didn't like you know in New England growing up, but you know everyone thought. But here's the thing: I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, you know, once like I said, once New England won three Super Bowls in, their, in Tom Brady's first four years. People are like, oh man, like how many more are they going to win? But then other teams started to rise up, and you can't see that now because the Chiefs are the cream of the crop, um, especially if they win tomorrow. But you know, you never see who rises up. Like, of course, Peyton Manning um, in the mid 2000s with Indianapolis kind of um, hindered Brady from winning more Super Bowls. Um, you know, teams like surprise teams like the Ravens and the Seahawks. Um, and the Broncos. So, you know, you never know. What if Josh Allen becomes God and the Bills <laughs> win a Super Bowl here or there? Or Taylor Heineke takes Washington like he should all the way to the promised land. But um, yeah. all I'm saying is the dynasty is birthed tomorrow if they win. But um, like, you know, so that's why I see the similarities between like Brady and Mahomes. But I actually do agree with Romo here. This is, <laughs> we got so off track. I'm just going to finish it right now if here's the thing because the dynasty is about to be birthed but Brady has a chance to go for his seventh ring and seven is such a high number it's ridiculous such and it seems so unattainable and you're like man Brady started out so quick but he had that 10-year gap where he didn't have a Super Bowl and he met all of that all of those bumps in the road that you can't see now for the Chiefs in the future you're like man Patrick Mahomes like it's so hard to get that seven and even if he gets seven if he lost a Super Bowl head-to-head to Tom Brady, people will give Tom Brady the edge in the go conversation. And these athletes, you know, regardless, they care about that. Yeah. They care about that. Michael Jordan in interviews, you know, acts like he's like, oh, like, like the GOAT, it's by generation, like it's by, like by era. It's like, I don't really like think about that stuff, but no, come on, right? And mm-hmm. so I agree, like, Seven's already hard enough number to go, but if you lost to Tom Brady in the biggest game, on the biggest stage, it's going to be really hard for people to be like, okay, Mahomes is my GOAT because you lost to But Mahomes is the GOAT regardless of the fact that you lost to Brady in a Super Bowl. So that's just my point. I, I kind of agree with Romo. Wait, please tell me Jim Nance and Tony Romo are commentating tomorrow. Yes, they oh are. Oh my God! Yes, CBS broadcast, oh, baby. Oh, dude, thank God! Like last year's Joe Buck and uh, um, Troy Aikman, dude. I love when jo- Jim Nance and Tony Romo commentate. <laughs> dude, they are so entertaining. Like Tony, <laughs> <laughs> Jim. <laughs> like, dude, they're, they're really, they're so really, weird. they're really likable, like commentators. Yeah, so, I-, I like them. <laughs> Oh my God, Jim! <laughs> and then like every oh, you're every, gonna see right here every single Mahomes like oh Mahomes shuffle pass two yards oh did you see the um 
the um the NF the 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 drinking game? No. The Super Bowl Fifty Five drinking game. You know how the all the NFL meme pages post, and they're oh saying, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the one where it says Tony Romo, they have so many for Tony Romo. Tony Romo accu- accurately predicts a play before it happens. Take a drink and why? <laughs> I wonder why he didn't use these powers while he was actually playing. Tony Romo makes weird moaning noises while watching slow mo replay and proclaims, "Oh, I don't know, Jim." <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so God, accurate. It's hilarious. <laughs> Jackson Mahomes posts a TikTok, submerge your phone in your drink. <laughs> Dude, I love how uh, right I love... when the Chiefs won last uh, two weeks ago, and Mah- Jackson Mahomes posted a video of him dancing. They're like, "Yeah, we're voting for, we're rooting for the Fox." <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, bro. I'm just it's it's really exciting. Uh, the game. I'm. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a good one. It's a game for the ages. Yeah, man. Um, um, that's like basically. Oh, it. by the way. Or what? what yeah. By say? the way, I have some friends who live near Detroit, and when we were talking about painful franchises, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, I'm so sorry. If you're a Detroit sports fan, I looked at like across like for the past few years, across all big four American professional sports, MLB, NHL, NBA, and NFL. Detroit has had the worst teams by far. And it's God. it's it's so sad. Can't have like shit it's not even Detroit. close. Like at least, you know, there, in every city there's at least usually one team that's good. You know, it's hard to be a Washington fan, but the Capitals and then, won and the then, Stanley Cup. And then that one year when Washington won the Stanley Cup, the uh, World Series, the WNBA yeah, championship. We... <laughs> and then there's the yeah. Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it it evens itself out. But when you have Detroit Tigers, uh the Red Wings, the Lions. I bet you didn't even know what the hockey team was called. Did you know they were called the Red Wings? Yeah, no, I do know those names. Okay. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm just saying, like trying to prove my point of irrelevancy, yes. but no, no, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I yeah, I think that's it, bro. Uh yeah, man, that's uh it's a pretty long podcast, but it's a pretty special episode. Um, but yeah, guys, that's it for our last game of the 2020 NFL season, uh, our prediction. This won't be the last episode of our uh, season one of Unfiltered. We will have a recap of, um, you know, the Super Bowl and our plans and the season for, as a whole. Yeah, and the season, our plans for uh, the future podcast, you know, for uh, next season. Mm-hmm. So got a- exciting things coming. Yeah, yeah, guys, we got a bunch of exciting things. We're planning on, like, possibly, you know, hopefully if COVID dies and, you know, maybe, like, um, you know, if we are all in the same area, maybe we can have podcasts, like, in person, you know, in the future. Like, have more equipment, have more good stuff, have more people. That'd be pretty fun. But, yeah, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And um, enjoy the game. I hope it's a really good game. Um, yeah go bucks <laughs> um anyways <laughs> thank you guys yeah care, um yeah go chiefs uh, enjoy super bowl sunday it's a national freaking holiday uh be safe out there but don't forget um the most important part uh, the weekend performance oh of course um, i didn't even talk really, about that once yeah we didn't i know oh, but yeah yeah that's just something we gotta we gotta see mm-hmm. i i gotta be there you know 
don't don't miss a don't miss a beat of it you know you also look forward to the commercials um and so uh i'm really i'm actually really looking forward to the halftime show i haven't been this excited since uh i don't know probably since uh, like, i mean i'd say bruno mars the super bowl i was 50, pretty excited for super bowl 50 had a killer halftime oh yeah show. that was yeah i mean bruno mars yeah and beyonce, uh, beyonce Coldplay. and cold play yeah yeah but, um but also oh what was i gonna say yeah it'll I mean, Shakira. Nobody was complaining about Shakira and J Lo last year. They were they were good, but then Travis Scott <laughs> and Maroon Five just was yikes, bro. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was asleep that entire time. <laughs> I had, yeah, it wasn't that great. Justin Timberlake's was alright. It was kind of forgettable. That one kid. Know. That one kid that was like iconic and. It... Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you. That's it, and we will. See-